Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. Good morning, H-Town. Time to go to work. We understand the totality of the season on what's going on. Uh, do I expect to be back? Yeah, I expect to be back. Uh, you know, absolutely. No need for hypotheticals. I can't get into those. Do I expect to? Yes. Today, we won. That was Lovey Smith following yesterday's game, 32-31 win with air quotes around it, over the Indianapolis Colts. Asked, does he expect to be back in 2023? He said yes. Twice said yes, he expects to be back. Overnight, Lovey Smith fired as Texans head coach. Season wraps up. A lot to dig into today here on the show. A reaction Monday. We're reacting to the end of the season. We're reacting to... The Texans beating the Colts and falling from the number one overall pick to the number two overall pick. I thought that would be the big thing we were reacting to this morning. I thought that as Lovey Smith goes, maybe there there would be some talk and conjecture about whether or not he would be back. But Seth, as we welcome everybody in here on a Monday, Sean Pendergast and Seth Payne, we wake up this morning and the Texans for the third straight January are in the market for a head coach. And unlike last year with David Culley, where they kind of let that thing twist for a few days, they wasted no time. I don't even know if Lovey, Lovey Smith's feet hit the ground at the airport before he was fired this time around. Yeah, the, I know. I wonder if um, if maybe like the private jet was racing the chartered airliner that they use for the team flight back home so that Cal could be waiting for him on the tarmac. I don't know. Uh, this is – a lot of people were making um, – after the game, they, there was shots of Cal McNair looking – Maybe agitated, I don't know, on the field uh, immediately after the game, <laughs> after Lovey Smith went for two. I don't I don't think it would have come to a surprise to any owner in the NFL that the head coach was trying to win the final game. Um that's just it's just not the way it works. Look at what happened. Look at what happened last year when the owner of the Dolphins uh, probably made a joke about tanking and it became the subject of a lawsuit. So you you got to be super <laughs> careful about thinking that the owners are like encouraging coaches to lose or expect to lose Sean though okay so uh Lovey Smith fired we've got a lot to get to with that 
we uh, the Texans have the number two overall pick, and uh, people have varying levels of disappointment and anger with that. I just want to point out, for uh, as I've been trying to tell you for months and months here, hey, this uh, whatever percent chance you have of having the number one overall pick, be careful. It's not as uh, much of a landslide as you think. I'm looking at the win probability of the Texans game yesterday, mm-hmm. where at the absolute peak... With 58 seconds left in the fourth quarter, the Colts had a 97.3% win probability. You're looking at ESPN GameCast. So there was yes. a 2.7% chance yep. that the Texans wouldn't get the number one overall pick yep. in that instance. Davis Mills unleashes a Hail Mary. Uh, the Colts uh, decide. Uh, Colts player decides to try to intercept it instead of bat it down, and it goes Right through in the classic, hey, that's why you're a defensive back and not a wide receiver moment. The uh, the ball falls harmfully to Jordan Akins. Harmfully, who had, a, <laughs> who had a hell of a game, by the way. Dude. Poor Jordan Akins. Yeah. Poor Jordan Akins. Everybody, everybody won't shut their yaps about uh, how awful it is that the Texans lost the number one overall pick. Meanwhile, Jordan Akins was just out there. Catching touchdown passes and running after the catch all over oh, the place. Two point conversion to win the game. They converted yeah. a two point conversion. My God, he scored. The dude scored fourteen points. Yeah, two touchdowns and a two point conversion all by himself. He did. He did. It was a good fantasy week for Jordan Aiken. So yeah. So the Texans. I we'll get to the reaction of that. That's that's the falling from number one to number two. I I think it's one of those things where the perception of it, the reality of it, is far more benign than the perception of falling from one to two, depending on how you feel about Bryce Young, or more importantly, how Nick Casario feels about Bryce Young. As far as Lovey Smith goes, uh, not surprised. In fact, let's lay this out here for a second, because I think there's going to be a lot of people, I think, today where I, I it's hard to defend the, uh, a head coach of a 313 and one team that was so bad in so many key areas and that trusted Pep Hamilton with this offense, and the offense regressed in every way, shape, and form, even with Damian Pierce running the ball the way that he did this year. This was a horrible, horrible, horrible offense. There are going to be people wondering, why did you stop at just Lovey Smith and Pep Hamilton? Especially after yesterday on Fox, Jay Glazer in laying out the landscape for head coaches and GMs as we get into Black Monday. He laid it out this way. Denver Broncos, Jerry Rossberg, he's going to be out there. Jeff Saturday, Steve Wilkes, they're both going to interview for those jobs. Steve Wilkes, if he won the division, he had a better chance to return. But also, these teams in question. Cliff Kingsbury up there. The Arizona Cardinals, I think Steve King and Cliff Kingsbury. Wouldn't be surprised if both of them are gone. Levy Smith and his GM, Nick Casario, either one or both, they'll be gone after this year as well. All right, so there you go. There was that. Lovey Smith and Nick Casario, either one or both, will be gone. Jake Glazer was right. One of them is. The other one is going to be part of the coaching search. The other one put out a statement on Lovey Smith's firing. So anybody thinking that this was going to be Cal McNair hitting a red button and nuking the whole thing, it's not the case. In fact, Nick Casario is directly mentioned in Cal McNair's statement that he released about Lovey Smith's firing. Nick Casario and I spoke with Lovey Smith tonight and informed him that we will be making or we will be moving in a different direction as an organization. Nick himself put a statement out thanking Lovey Smith for his contributions to the organization and talking about finding the head coach moving forward and that he's confident in the direction of our football program moving forward. I don't think it's surprising. I do think there will be people wondering um, why you didn't just blow everything up. And I think you and I are both have both said, I think, that 
I, I don't think Nick should be fired. I think based yeah. on the situation that he inherited, I think inheriting the sort of global carnage that he did with an organization and a roster and a salary cap is different than inheriting a roster for a season. I think it's apples and oranges a little bit with a head coach and a GM. Not completely, but a little bit. And I do think I do think this team is much better positioned to get a good candidate this time around to replace Lovey Smith than they have been the last two coaching cycles. Yeah, the I, I don't know. The thing that people keep conveniently forgetting nationally, not outside of Houston, but nationally, despite the fact that one of the very, very biggest stories in the offseason was the trading of Deshaun Watson, people have forgotten that the last two coaches for the Texans were hired while Deshaun Watson was actively demanding a trade. The first the first hire in David Cully, honestly, the first hire in David Cully, if it were under normal circumstances, it would be 100% unforgivable. I still am skeptical of it, even under the circumstances at the time, because the Texans didn't know about the sexual assault allegations at that point. So I don't, I don't know at what point, other than that if they felt and I don't believe this, but maybe they maybe they felt like Deshaun was definitely going to get traded at that point and they were going into reset mode. Then you hire a coach like David Culley, who's just going to be a, a caretaker for a little bit. Um, that was the, – the David Culley hire was a failure on multiple levels. The, the Lovey Smith hire was a failure just in that – they had gotten themselves to a point where they needed to rescue themselves with a Lovey Smith hire. They were on the brink of hiring Josh McCown. Um, they were getting sued by Brian Flores, and the, the Brian Flores consideration as a candidate felt kind of fugazi itself. So it was a it was a weird scenario of the Texans' own doing. But the actual hiring of Lovey Smith and then a firing a year later shouldn't come as a surprise to people who have been paying attention. I think it's, it's just people outside of Houston that like to do the flyby, like, oh, okay, I haven't paid the t- attention to the Texans really since the Deshaun Watson draft and uh, or the Deshaun Watson trade, and uh, here's another weird scenario, so damn stupid Texans. Well, that's, that's where it would be fun to go back and listen to, and the only one I've listened to, because it just happened at 10.30 last night, the fire of Lovey Smith, the only one I've had a chance to hear was Dan- Damon Amanda Lara on CBS before our show, because that's what's on in the studio here. And you could have taken whatever these guys were all saying nationally about Cully getting fired and just mad lib Lovey Smith's name into it, and it's the yeah. same take. They, that was a horrible team. He actually won three games and got a tie with that team. Look, they were actually competitive in some games, and that's where the danger really comes in at looking at games like the Dolphin game. Hey, 30-15, to 15, they covered the spread in that game. Yeah, they were losing 30 to nothing at halftime and had like five yards of offense in that game. So, yeah, I that's the, the national perspective – the, the the national media will not be kind to the Texans today. I can promise you that. Um, the um, I would love to hear what the take was from all these people who are going to be criticizing the Texans. And look, I'm not saying the Texans don't deserve criticism. They're three thirteen and one this year. There's plenty to criticize. To me, firing Lovey Smith is not one of those things. I would love to hear what the take was for all these people when they hired Lovey Smith back in yeah. January because nobody was saying hire Lovey Smith, hire Lovey Smith. Yeah, that's. I, I saw a couple people pose that question, which was okay. You're um, you're besides yourself with rage that the Texans fired a good man like Lovey Smith. Is he on your list now of top candidates? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean the guy hasn't had a winning record as a head coach since two thousand. Yeah. 12 it's it's been a really rough go of it Aaron Wilson had a story and at click to Houston.com where 
they basically, you know, he's painted by a few sources as a guy that was, quote, unwilling to adapt his patented and outdated cover two scheme despite its predictability. Uh, he also mentioned that he wouldn't accept input or advice from others. And, you know, does that mean Nick Casario, perhaps, or or other people in the organization? Uh, uh, Take your guess, uh, but it, it did not end well for Lovey Smith. Other than the fact that he's going to get paid for a little while. Yeah, longer, sure. yeah, he is. Yeah. He's he's going to get paid. That's a nice little golden parachute. All right, we're off and running. Big news this morning: Lovey Smith. I don't think a shock, but fired as Texans head coach late last night. So Black Monday is off and running in the in the NFL. We'll see what other jobs wind up opening up. But the Texans now, for the third time in three Januarys, are searching for a new head coach. Um, meanwhile, in the actual game yesterday, um, this was the angriest that I've seen the fan base since the DeAndre Hopkins trade. The post-game show yesterday following a win over the Colts. We'll explain next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Reaction Monday on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. Fourth and 20 at the Colts 28. Mills all alone in the backfield. Here's the snap. Davis looking. He scrambles out to the right. Got to get rid of it. Throws it to the end zone and caught it. Jordan Akins. My goodness. On fourth and 20. Akins with the catch. I mean, we understand what our win total is. That's not enough. We had that wasn't part of the plan, but uh, that's how it goes sometimes. But now we came down to this game, one game left to go. We want to leave the season with a with a good taste in our mouths, and to do it that way, where you got to scratch and claw. We've lost a few games right at the end, overtime and all of that. 
So it was good to see the guys kind of finish this one. Right, that was Lovey Smith. That was the, the highlight you heard was a fourth and 20, basically a Hail Mary, uh, to Jordan Akins that went right through the defender's hands and uh, provided the touchdown that led to a two-point conversion, also to Jordan Akins, 32-31, the Texans win yesterday. And I never thought, I, if you had asked me a few years ago, hey, Sean, do you think someday in Week 18 the Texans will go to Indianapolis, a place that they've won three times in the history of their team? And after the game, the fans would be the angriest that they've been in almost three years. And that's not an exaggeration, Seth. I, you know, Clint and I did the postgame show. Lines were jammed the whole time. Uh, the text page, which usually during the postgame show is kind of spotty because it's Sunday. It's people are this was this may as well have been Payne and Pendergast that they're texting in on during the postgame yesterday. I'll read one text this morning and it kind of encapsulates how everybody was feeling. This is from the trailer wheel and frame text page, of course. Uh, one, thank you. One seven eight five. Do you think Mills and Akins have figured out that fans hate what they did? They need to GTFO this team. <laughs> um, you know the the problem there is okay. Uh, what would Davis Mills have wanted in the last two minutes of the football game to win the everlasting love and admiration of Texans fans by? Uh, expediting his departure from the team or to just actually do something that looked good on film so that maybe when a new coach comes in and cleans house that he's got somewhere else to go and has some good film of him in the final two minutes of a game. It's uh, yeah, I, 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 I streamed last night and I was surprised. Honestly, I, I guess at the disconnect, I, I still can't quite grasp that people think that there are players who would willingly tank on the field. Um, because to get a better draft pick to uh, so they can get rid of you. Like, it's just it's just the, the motivations are, are, are vastly divergent there. Now, I think we're – it's a different worldview, but I appreciate it and it at least makes sense, is if you thought that Nick Casario should have started uh, Jeff Driscoll at quarterback or should have started Kyle Allen at quarterback and should have – uh, put a few of the other starters on IR and done everything you can so that the guys on the field are severely handicapped. Like, that's that's how the gentleman's tank goes at the end of a season. That's how the Eagles did it, uh, or the Giants did it a couple years ago. Um, oh, wait, was it the... It was the Eagles, right? Yeah, the Eagles did it a couple years it's ago. It's how the Bears yeah. did it yesterday. Yeah, it's how the Bears did it yesterday. They didn't play. Justin Fields had a, an owie on his ankle. Right. And <laughs> so... That's the, uh, the the players on the field. I mean, I, I think a lot of people are joking when they say it. Like Jordan Akins had a good game. Jordan Akins is goes into the off season with a couple of touchdown receptions and a two point reception. I, I guess the the part that's most frustrating, I think, to a lot of people, and I don't even know how to frame this, Sean, and like and and like what it all means. But what the hell? They finally decided and realized in the last game of the season that Rex Burkhead wasn't the go-to guy. Yeah, like that's that's what that's what makes you feel like something was funky. You sons of bitches. I I, I think to me to me, um, look, this would be a this would be a disaster if this was a generational perception-wise a disaster if there's this was an Andrew Luck or Trevor Lawrence draft. Like th- yeah. that would be. Now there are a lot of people that feel strongly about Bryce Young. And and for those people, I, I you know that's how you're going to feel. 
Um, I would have liked, selfishly, I would have liked to have had the number one overall pick as a media member and as a radio person covering the team because the number one overall pick is a fun thing to cover and it's an easy thing for the average fan to consume and it's a great selling point as you go through the next three months of hope. Now, the number two overall pick should represent some hope as well, but I get people being, I get people being angry. To your point, this is what I would say. Don't be mad at the players for winning. Be mad that they won. You know, I mean, there's a difference. Yeah. Like, they're they're doing their job. I But my overriding thing, this is what made me most angry yesterday, Seth, because, look, I wanted the number one pick as badly as anybody. Did I did I flip a chair over in the Verizon Artist Lounge as we were watching this game when Jordan Akins caught that fourth and 20? Did maybe. You? Maybe. <laughs> I did. I did. I flipped a stool over in there. So perhaps I did that. But this was the frustrating thing for me about this win. And watching Lovey Smith do a press conference and do his victory lap about this win was that this was... I could live with it a little bit easier if it was a win that had some sort of foundational effect. If you spoiled the playoff hopes for a team in Week 18 that was significantly better than you, and if it were done by players that I like and I want to build around and they're future foundational guys, and Davis Mills was the quarterback of the future, and look the way he bounced back from the adversity of his two mistakes at the end of the third quarter to lead them to this win. This is something we can carry into the offseason, and it will carry us. It'll, it'll be the wind beneath our wings as we head into the offseason. This was the opposite of that in every respect. This was a win over a horrible Indianapolis team that was barely themselves trying to put a team on the field that would win that game. And the, the core characters, by and large, are people who either I don't want around or who I know won't be around if and when this team turns it around. Lovey yeah. Smith all of a sudden turning into Riverboat Lovey at the end of games. He's punting for ties against this same team in week one, and now he's going for two-point conversions in meaningless games at the end of the year. And every catch that Brandon Cooks gets, I want to put... I just I I want to put a, a a steel stake right in the middle of my forehead with every ca- hey, that it's Brandon John, Cooks making these plays yeah, is but nauseating to that me. That one look Brandon Cooks uh, in helping the Texans not get the number one overall pick uh, was potentially increasing his trade value. So maybe uh, maybe you get an extra uh, a six round pick in the deal or something. Don't be so glum, big fella. Yeah. They uh, and and there is also the dynamic too. Even if you like love Bryce Young, it's relatively rare for teams to trade up to number 1 overall for a quarterback or any purpose whatsoever. It's a much harder pick to trade than people think. And it it comes down to Okay, do the Bears are the Bears eager to trade back and just get extra picks, or are they in love with the pass rusher or what have you? So that's there's still a chance if you're in love with Bryce Young because he's not a Trevor Lawrence that the Texans get Bryce Young anyway and don't have to trade anything to do with it. Do it. I'd be I would be upset if they traded up traded up to number one overall. Yeah. Um. It's I mean because then it's. Especially, I mean, after after watching it slip through your hands, only to trade it back, that would be the, like the the last definite stab from the grave out of Lovey Smith. It would be like that win cost you draft capital. Like it would yeah. be like someone if you'd gone to the Texans before the Colts came and said, "Hey, we'll give you two firsts in a second if you tank this game." Like I think they would have said, "Well, yeah, by all means, we'll do that." You know, if that ends up being the price to move up from two to one, if that were to happen.
By the way, Rex Burkhead was targeted twice yesterday. This season, there were seven games in which he was targeted two or fewer times. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't a rare anomaly that Dude. Rex Burkhead wasn't the most beloved third down conversion machine. He was targeted yeah. on the third down before the fourth and twelve to Cooks. Yeah. I was taking my victory lap at that point. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot believe that we get a Rex Burkhead target in this final possession. I believe he was tackled for no gain on that. Right, one. right, yeah. right. Yes, he was. I'm third and twelve. Third and twelve. <laughs> Indeed. It was so funny, man. Oh, God. I just, I've been, I've watched the 49ers uh, closely a few times in the last few weeks, and my God, the difference between throwing to Christian McCaffrey on third down and, and Rex Burkhead on third down is a vast one. They, it's a big one. Well, well, we'll see. You know, um, speaking of the 49ers, what does the list look like for the Texans? If you're just waking up, you're just getting in your car, the Texans wasted no time. Lovey Smith fired last night as the Texans head coach. They're on their search for their sixth head coach in franchise history and their fourth head coach in the last four seasons. Uh, we'll discuss that. And uh, what's the list look like for the Texans as they uh, as they embark on this coaching search? That's next. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Reaction Monday on Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, here's Payne and Pendergast. Hi, right, Payne and Pendergast. If you're just waking up, Lovey Smith fired as Texans head coach. So here's where we are with the landscape. And we'll talk more about was it the right move? Why did he get fired? Statements have been put out by both Cal McNair and Nick Casario. If you're just waking up, you're going, how long was I asleep for? It took four days to fire David Culley after the season was over. Um, just one night. You just went through one sleep. It's okay, Houston Texan fan. It happened at like 10 o'clock last night. It's all good. Um, here's the landscape right now. This is what the Texans are competing with as far as trying to find their next head coach. The open positions heading into yesterday, all operating with interim head coaches. In fact, Ben, why don't we queue up Jay Glazer here, the first one. Um, Carolina, Indianapolis, Denver, we're all operating with interim coaches that I think the expectation is that those teams are all going to move on. Saturday, oh, we can talk about Jeff Saturday. Wow. 
watching 60 minutes of that was special. Um, Saturday will be gone in Indy. My guess is Joe Wilkes, who did a nice job in Carolina. Maybe he'll be back. He was six and six yeah. as an interim. And then the Rossberg fella in Denver, who's their analytics guy. My guess is he's not a future head coach for that team. And now Lovey Smith. So there's four openings. Here was Jay Glazer yesterday prior to all the games on Fox, sort of laying out the landscape. Denver Broncos, Jerry Rossberg, he's going to be out there. Jeff Saturday, Steve Wilkes, they're both going to interview for those jobs. Steve Wilkes, if he won the division, he had a better chance to return. But also, these teams in question, Cliff Kingsbury up there, the Arizona Cardinals, I think Steve King and Cliff Kingsbury, wouldn't be surprised if both of them are gone. Lovey Smith and his GM, Nick Casario, either one or both, they'll be gone after this year as well. All right, so that 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 got a lot of people talking. Lovey Smith, him and Nick Casario, one or both could be gone. To be clear, Lovey's gone. Nick Casario and Cal McNair are going to lead the search for the next head coach. Yeah, through the telephone game, that kept getting to me as Jay Glazer reporting that Casario is likely gone. Where that, So when you and I both went back and checked that out, Glazer does this, and he does it at the end of every year, and it's, it's funny, it's not his fault. It gets reported like, you know, it gets twisted a little bit into him saying that he's hearing that Casario is gone. He This happened a few years ago. I went back and found like three different moments where – it had turned into actual media reports that Glazer was reporting that at the time, um, oh, it was the Colts, actually, ironically enough. Remember, every single year there were stories that um, old what's-his-face there was going to get fired. Remember, it was like a three-year like three deal of Pagano yeah. supposedly getting fired, and then they would go have kumbayas in yep. the offseason. Yep. So, um, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd be very, very surprised right this moment if Casario were fired any time in the next few months. Like, unless he... Yeah. Unless he walks into Cal's office and, and like, I'd be shocked. They had him put a statement out about Lovey last night. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be great for content, though. Right now, okay. I will credit the Texans for this at least, which is they got ahead of the curve finally and mercifully. Last year, it was it, it felt almost cruel the way they let David Culley kind of twist out in the wind for a few days before they announced his retirement, or excuse me, announced that he, he'd been fired. And um, this is the opposite. They're getting, they're, they're the first of the postseason uh, firings to be executed. Let me, let me paraphrase, I'll paraphrase what I'm seeing on a lot from people on text, people on Twitter about that exact thing, about the timing of firing Lovey Smith. And get your reaction to it, Seth. And okay. I'll just take out, I'll take all the texts and I'll blend them into one paraphrasing here. Okay. Um, you were going to fire the guy clearly right after this game. Why did you let him coach this game and choose to go for two at the end of the game to sabotage your draft capital? Yeah, I guess um, I don't know. Usually, hey, interim coaches do better than the guys they replace on average, and uh, it would. I think the. The interim coaching bump might be largely mythical, but I do think that there's a lot of times a one-year or a one-week bump immediately just with a breath of fresh air and all of that. So I don't know if that would have made it. It's not like the interim coach would have been hired uh, by agreeing to definitely tank. Again, if you're a team and you want to tank the last game, then put this on Casario. Casario could have he could have put Davis Mills on IR. He could have just made an edict that Davis Mills wasn't going to play. Once – the game is being played. The coaches and the players are going to try to win the game. That's just flat out how it goes. There's just – there's not – I the, 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 I can't find any instances of guys tanking for draft position as players or coaches. Now, I'm sure through the years that various gambling scenarios have – you know, they've happened at various levels, obviously. But when it comes to this, it's just – 
you got to remember, the guys on the field and the coaches themselves are the guys who are going to be replaced by whoever they tank yeah, for. Yeah. So it's not – there's no motivation in it for them to do it, uh, not to mention the ethics of the whole situation. Yeah. So it's just – I'm not – if you're mad at the Texans, you can't be mad at, like, Jordan Akins or Davis Mills or Lovey Smith for trying to win the football game. Right. It's – if if you want to be mad, then be mad at Nick Casario and Cal McNair for not – Doing what Chicago did, which is to start one of the worst quarterbacks in recent NFL history. Yeah, yeah, game, yeah. Start you know? Kyle Allen, deactivate Brandon Cooks, all those things. As far as other openings go, so there's four openings right now. The Texans are one of them. I do think this is going to be a cycle with fewer openings than normal. Usually, there's I think eight's about the average. About a quarter of the league turns over its coach at the end of the year. There were ten openings that were filled last year. So I think just by Nature, there's probably more teams that, that have their guy for at least the, the short-term future, if not long-term. I do think the other jobs that could come open, Seth, Arizona, Michael Bidwell, the owner, is reportedly set to sit down with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury today for their annual postseason sort of, you know, their performance review, if you will. Yeah. That could result in a firing. The Rams, there was there was a story over the weekend. In fact, Ben, if we got Glazer 2 here, um, the Rams – and Sean McVay. Sean McVay supposedly is very up in the air about his future with the Los Angeles Rams. Here was Glazer's follow-up on that. And also Sean McVay. Look, Sean McVay, uh, there's a question mark whether he's going to come back. I don't think he's going to take a long time to make his decision, but I think there's going to be more uh, people inside the building when you talk to them. They'd be more surprised if he came back than if he left. Jay, I know Sean's a friend of yours, but I'm shocked. 36 years old now. He, I can't see him walking away. 36 years old. <laughs> I had to Who's leave that. that. Is that Jimmy? I, that was Jimmy. I had to leave Jimmy in there, incredulous that someone would walk away from a job that they can very easily get back after three or four cushy years on TV. Like, why would he walk away? Well, because TV offers more, money-wise, and he can always come back. He can do TV. Hey, Jimmy, he can do TV for 10 years and still be younger than you when you took the Dallas Cowboys job in 1989. <laughs> damn you, damn you, NASCAR champion Jimmy Johnson, who almost had me saying that Jimmy Johnson retired at 47 the first time around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wrong, Jimmy. NASCAR athletes are interesting ones because they can go older. They they oh, all yeah. pull a Tom Brady, you know. They go into age their well. relative middle age, you know. But it's uh, it feels like I don't know. I've, my reaction time and vision and everything started to slide around 40 or so. I wouldn't yes. be going riding around 200 miles an hour. Anyway, uh, Jimmy Johnson, the, 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 the first Jimmy Johnson, the football coach, he was probably in his 50s when he left the Cowboys the first time, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Probably so. so the, and then did, he, did he take a year or two off, or did he go directly to the Dolphins? To the Dolphins? I don't remember. I, okay. I, don't, I don't recall. Um, Arizona could open, and the Rams all of a sudden are now a yeah. job, a year removed from a Super Bowl that could be open as well. Okay. So Sean McVay. This is the interesting thing about Sean McVay. It, look, he's hinted at this. He's becoming the Brett Favre of retirement of coaching retirements now. Remember, Brett Favre just kind of dangled the prospect prospect of retirement out there year after year after year, and it got really annoying. This is the second year in a row that he's hinted at retirement. I think that I wonder: is there any chance that he's just going to pull an Andy Reid? Well, remember when Andy Reid uh, was left the Eagles? I, at the time, felt like, there's okay, this guy needs a break. Remember, his son had just had that tragedy. Yeah, yeah. He went through a year where he was having just his buddies fill coaching positions yep. for which they weren't qualified. Yeah. Belichick. And I, I thought, like, okay, this guy needs a year or two off. 
And he went straight to the Chiefs, which I thought was a huge mistake. And um, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yeah. How'd that end up working out? Isn't it? So I wonder with Sean McVay, is there any chance at all that maybe just him and, and Les Snead, the GM, have been with each other for so long that maybe there's a maybe they're not on the same page all the time? Maybe saw the writing on the wall when they went with their super aggressive strategy and yeah. they realize now that without high draft picks over a couple years and a lot of big-time contracts and a quarterback that's making too much money. Maybe he just wants to change the scenery. The problem is he's under contract through 2026. So you <clears> trade <throat> a couple of first-round picks for him. For McVay, I, you know, look, that he's a, he is a coach that's in that level of conversation where you go, would you make a trade for Sean McVay? My guess is he just my, – my, I think the biggest thing you brought up, that team is screwed for the next few years. Like, they paid a serious price to win that Super Bowl. That's, that is a – that Rams job is not a good job. I don't think if Arizona opens up, I don't think that's a great job. They have a high pick, but you're married to Kyler Murray. However you feel about Kyler Murray. I still think you and I went through this exercise, Seth, late last week when Carolina, Indianapolis, and Denver were the only three openings. This is It was a hypothetical. It was a presumption that the Texans would be doing exactly what they did last night. And you can say what you will about the fact that the Texans – have turned over the head coaching position now twice in two years, the perception of the franchise, the fact that they can't even lose correctly and keep the number one overall pick, all of those things, those are all valid points to bring up. On paper, on paper, this is the best of those jobs in terms of being positioned to turn a team around. Sean, you look at 2024, so season after next, where this year you look at salary cap numbers right this moment and – they, they can change a lot because there are guys that will be restructured or released and all of that sure. um, or traded. But 2024, those are you know guys that are on your roster right now that you might feel good about, whatever. 2024, the Texans have the most cap space right now, $193 million. Where if you look at a team like the Rams, they, they're $4 million, they've got $4 million. They're second to last in cap space. Yeah. The, um, the dead last, but a team that has their quarterback who has performed like statistically one of the worst quarterbacks in the league is the Cleveland Browns, who are currently $9 million over the cap in 2024. Yes. So that's with uh, (laughs) – By the way, they lost yesterday. So the the Cleveland pick is 12th overall. Sean, you start – oh, 12th overall. Okay. Sean, you start your national show this Sunday, I presume? I do, yes. Um, and I know you have a lot of listeners from Cleveland. I do. Brace yourself, my friend. Brace yourself. I've been on the interwebs. Uh, and I myself, as has been alerted to me, have been the object of scorn up in Cleveland because I'm one of the people who isn't yet willing to concede that, no, no, actually, despite despite not scoring any points, Deshaun is actually performing brilliantly. I've seen that. <laughs> yes, People out of Cleveland are convinced that you got to watch the games. You got to see just how good Deshaun really is. And the, and the reality is, the stats don't quite match like how Deshaun has performed. He has been better than the stats are. You're paying him more guaranteed money than God. Yes, this is it's it's not even close. How much more guaranteed money you're paying him than any other player in the NFL? Doing better than the abysmal box score is not why you're giving him that money. Yes. So, the, but Sean, prepare yourself. You're going to have a whole off season of this about how you're uh, you're an idiot because Deshaun was actually awesome. Oh, you don't even realize it. Okay. You don't even know football, Sean. I can't wait. I yeah. can't. Well, it wouldn't be the first time Cleveland fans have told me that on that show for sure. By the and way, by the way, Stefanski's ass is on the hot seat. I don't care how many. I don't care how many people are in denial about Mulligan's ability to get a coach fired. Um, or 
And I and I believe Deshaun is on the um, on the potential trade request <laughs> ledger as well. I I don't disagree that Stefanski's seat is probably hot. They did fire Joe Woods, the defensive coordinator, this morning. Well, that'll fix Deshaun. Well, no, but I'm saying that in terms of Stefanski, that feels like the sacrifice bunt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay, fire your DC, and then you got to get this quarterback fixed, and then and I think and and Stefanski probably enters 2023. With the hottest seat in the NFL. So so that's where we are right now. Four openings. The Texans are one of them. And I expect Arizona and possibly the Rams to open up as well. I think Kyler Murray might be more enticing than we think. And I'm not saying that all of a sudden he becomes the guy that a lot of guys are super excited about. But Cliff Kingsbury was just not the guy. He's not Andy Reid. Okay? Cliff Kingsbury is not a guy who's going to take a young quarterback and teach him how to play NFL football. Cliff Kingsbury himself had, like, it, it, unless unless Kyler Murray was just, you know, spitting the bit every single time they tried to advance that offense, then then it, it wasn't just that he wasn't willing to do stuff off the field. I don't, I don't know if Kyler Murray had the correct guidance as to what he should be doing in film because that offense just, that offense and Kyler Murray never really progressed. So I think there's somebody out there that probably feels like, hey, if you guys give me the assurance that we can move on after a year if it doesn't work out, yeah, I'd like to take a swing at Kyler Murray and see what we can do with him. Would you want, if he gets fired in Arizona, would you want Cliff Kingsbury as the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans? Oh, God, no. Okay. God, no. Okay. No. I'm no, only no, asking because no, 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 no. if people want to listen yeah. to somebody who is camp- not campaigning but bringing it up as a yeah. as a possibility, take a listen to the Utopia football podcast, oh. John McClain. Has put the name Cliff Kingsbury out there. Oh, sorry, I thought you had a clip. I was excited. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Cliff Kingsbury. He was amazing at Texas Tech, despite not winning that many football games, but because he had great offenses, and uh, nobody hired him to be a defensive coordinator. <laughs> Turned Kyler Murray into one of the most overpaid quarterbacks in the NFL. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, he. <laughs> they. Uh, I was surprised as anybody when they walked away from Jalen Ro- or Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. I thought he was the truth. Yep. But yeah, it's, where's Josh Rosen these days? Anyway? I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, he's in Cleveland, actually. <laughs> Believe it or not, I think he's better than Deshaun. <laughs> it is funny. Like I think Deshaun's going to be Deshaun's going to be a lot better next year. I do too. I don't think that. Obviously. I don't think that Cleveland yeah. pick is going to be twelfth next year. I'm, I'm not going to go preening or anything about no. you know how Deshaun is right now, but I just think it's it, it is funny that. Um, like Cleveland, those poor fans are backed into a corner of just saying they're they they're they're all or nothing with him. They got to have their support behind them. Um, we're getting a lot of this on the text page. Trailer wheel and frame text page. Six five five three. Uh, the Texans just got shredded by Good Morning Football. This is what I would tell you if you're if look if you're a Texan fan that wants to pile onto the shredding. Um, there will be plenty of it out there to consume. If you're a Texan fan that either doesn't like seeing your team get shredded or um, you disagree with it and you don't like seeing opinions contrary to yours, I would stay off of social media today. I wouldn't watch Good Morning Football. I'm going to be on it, Sean. Oh, I will too. I'm going to stream for 17 hours when I get off. I'm going to be calling into the midday show, the afternoon show. I'm going to be on every damn outlet you can find. Tune into KHOU. I'm going to take down these haters with a Z. (laughs) And if you are wired like Seth C. Payne, then go ahead and do that. My, My warning label is to those of you who... Have been through this show before. This, the 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 little bit of national media I've had a chance to consume, both before our show today and during breaks in the show today, 
the take appears to be 90% what the take was on Cully getting fired last year, which is how could they expect anybody to win games with this Texans roster? They were very competitive in some of these games this year, ignoring the fact that they were woefully historically bad in, in, in some very key areas, this team. I thought they regressed from the David Cully year. This was a worse team, not a better team than the David Cully year. And, and I think also the fact that there's a really good chance they draft a quarterback. And I, I think if you're going to draft a quarterback, I think it would be malpractice to keep Lovey Smith around as a head coach. Marry your quarterback to the head coach he's going to be with going forward and move forward from there. That's my take on it. If you're angry about Lovey Smith getting fired, I guess I understand. But that's I, I'm, I'm not surprised, and I'm not angry about it. Yeah, the um, I think the people in the national media conveniently forget that despite the Deshaun Watson story being one of the biggest stories of the offseason, um, that the last two stopgap hires were made while Deshaun Watson was still on the roster. Yep. So, yeah, please point me to the head coaches who are clamoring to come here while Deshaun Watson was under investigation or and or being sued for a couple of dozen cases of sexual misconduct and desperately wanted out of here. Yep. I just – I didn't realize – I, I didn't realize that so many tr- coaches were angling to try to get to Houston while all that was going on. So, yeah, and, uh, but, yeah, I'm sure they'll – I'm sure all these people that are criticizing the Texans and talking about what idiots they are for firing Lovey Smith have, have put him with a bullet at the top of their head coach prospect. Right, right. Yeah. Carolina, Indy, and Denver should all interview him. All right, yeah. um, off and running on a reaction Monday. Ton to react to. Lovey Smith fired last night. Uh, Texans win in Indianapolis yesterday, but lose in the grand scheme of the NFL draft. What is the biggest fear that people had following the game yesterday about the Texans falling from number one to number two in the draft? This was the clear number one biggest fear that I sense they had. We'll tell you what it is next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.